sphere and your past clients, 50% or more of your business should be coming from past clients and sphere and referrals from those. Solid. How do you market to those? Well, it depends on who you are and where you are. Welcome to Stay Paid Real Estate Marketing. Unlock the secrets of success in the real estate world where each episode delivers valuable tips and strategies to elevate your marketing game and help you succeed in both life and business. Brought to you by Reminder Media. This podcast is brought to you by Reminder Media, the company that keeps the lights on in our studio, including our take action sign behind us. Luke and I have worked together over the last 20 years to help small business owners stay top of mind with a mission to help them generate more repeat and referral business. We help business owners with everything from lead generation, print marketing, social media content, geographic farming, and more. We've had the opportunity to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs over the last 20 years. It's really been amazing. If you'd like to see how we can help you and your business, be sure to check out ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. That's ReminderMedia.com slash marketing. Take action on that today. Welcome to Stay Paid. My name is Joshua Stike. Joining you remote today, along with Luke Acre. If you're checking out the video, you'll notice we are not in the studio together. I got a little bit of whatever's been going around. So, And I was Luke a wimp. Said, I was like, I love away. you. Not that much, though. I don't, yeah. I don't love you that much. Well, we have an absolutely amazing guest today. Her name is Deborah Morton. Deborah is a real estate agent out of Atlanta and broker owner of Clario Real Estate, where education and training are the cornerstones of her company. Having invested heavily in advanced education and technology, as well as Deborah's dedication to helping clients make the right choices to upgrade their lifestyles, has led to a $65 million in transaction volume within two years. Deborah, welcome to Stay Paid. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You know I am a fan of my media, Luke, everything that you do. So I'm so excited to chat about the industry and yeah. we can make it better. I am super excited to have you on. Um, you've been a client of ours for many, many years, but we got to connect at a Tom Ferry event uh, in Georgia. I was at one of his yes. uh, conferences and you know, got to connect with you there and see you in action. And what I loved about it was one, I mean, your energy and personality is just unbelievable. So everybody listening to this, get your, your notepad ready and you're going to learn a lot. But also seeing your team. Uh, seeing you talk to some of your team members and seeing the quality of your team members um, was just amazing. Even your own daughter, like, you know, I'm a son of a pastor. And one of the things in the Bible, it talks about, um, you know, if you want to serve in the church as like a elder or deacon or board member, it's you, you have to raise your family well. And I mean, what a testament to you when I met, you know, your team and your daughter and stuff, just crushing it. And I was like, that is a sign of someone who is succeeding, not only in their real estate business, but succeeding in their life, which I think a lot of people can succeed in business but not in their life. So a compliment to you. <laughs> of, that, that is a huge compliment. Thank yeah, you. And yeah. reaping and sowing and reaping is one of my, my foundational commitments. I is, love that. that. Well, that's how, yeah. that's how you uh, really achieve success is you, you reap what you sow and it's in, you know, the consistency there, which we're going to talk about a little bit. I want to focus in this podcast on, you know, there's a huge issue going around right in the industry where we're seeing the lawsuits happen on commissions. We're seeing the debacle happen at NAR. We're seeing, you know, articles come out. There's one that came out on Inman News recently where it said 49% of real estate agents only did one or zero transactions all of 2023. So there is just this glut of agents that are not performing and it's creating a persona to the bu the buyer the prospect the consumer 
that agents are not good. Um, and I'm curious to pick your brain on your view on that and how you're attacking it because your agents have all won awards. They're all producers. And, you know, how are you attacking this problem in the industry of real estate agents and what's going on now? <laughs> well, I, I wish I could fix the whole industry, but I can't. And I stay in my lane and, you know, uh, impact what I can, which is my small circle. And while I can't fix the whole industry, I can fix any part that I touch in my community and the work that I do. And that's my goal. Um, I am intentional about the seeds I sow and it comes back to me tenfold because if I'm, if I'm pouring good things and raising the bar for my team and higher level skills and, and training and First of all, it starts with hiring the right people. Like there's a lot of people when you said all those people who don't sell and they've, they've, they've diluted the quality of the industry. Um, it's because they're not good. Like, I'm sorry, but we need to call it like it is. If you don't practice your career skills and get good and be intentional, I don't care what industry you're in. If you dabble at it, you're not going to be excellent. Mm. And I don't think our clients, our customers, the consumers, and the industry as a whole deserves, I, I think we deserve better. Everyone deserves better. I want to work with strong cooperative agents who know what they're doing to bring better results for my clients and for the whole experience. Um, well, and you, I think that's what we need to be talking about in the industry. Agree. You just um, brought in a new agent, you had said, that did, I think you had mentioned $3 million in volume in their first mm -hmm. year. How, do, how does that... Uh, no, it's better. Got licensed the end of April. So you figure any new agent, it takes a good 60 days to ramp up to speed. Um, that is super impressive. And that's somebody who is young, like under 25, doesn't have a very extensive sphere and is maybe in the age bracket where their their direct friends and family aren't necessarily, you know, there's not a lot of under 25 year olds who are prepared to buy a home. So I'm super, super proud of the agents on my team and the effort they're putting in and their commitment to training to, to be really, really excellent. How did, so, you, how did he or she go about uh, accomplishing that like what was the like guidance that you were giving them and how were they attacking it to achieve that standard or that level of performance um so it starts with um the, the basic daily routine like like are you going to show up every day dressed for work ready with the head your head in the game um, if you play on sports team you're not going to be late for practice or you're going to be benched during the game so I don't run like a super strict or tight ship. I, I probably could do better about that, but that's not my style. So it doesn't work for me. But having your head in the game on a daily basis is really the only thing that you have to do. You have to wake up, show up, bring your good energy and intend to accomplish something every day. You know, if, if ages are like, I don't know what to do today. Well, <laughs> If you have no plan, you have no roadmap, how are you going to go anywhere? You have a map to where? <laughs> so, so that's it. We just, we show up and we work like on, if you're not prospecting or going on appointments, you should be training. 
what, what are you learning? Do you know every contract? Do you know mm. every, like nobody knows it all. This industry is hard. I still train every day. Yeah. Yeah. In the professional, I to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. I like that. But but that is so true. It's like the golden nugget. There is. It's look. You're not just an athlete. You're a professional athlete, right? You're not just you're not just a salesperson. You're a professional salesperson in the sense of like professionals train. They show up, right? They put in the work day in and day out. And it's so, it's over said, but people just don't get it. They don't get. It. If you're sitting here listening to this today, and you don't have the transactions you want, look to your routine and your activity. Because you can't always control the result, but you can control the activity you put in. And your activity is dictated by your routine and the habits that you formed, but people just don't start there. And what happens is, I think, you know, at least in this industry, is the product is the real estate agent, unfortunately. The product's the real estate agent, so most brokerages make their money off of recruiting agents and, you know, volume oh, of no. agents. Yeah, that, and all. That has, yeah, that yeah. Has. It's like, so that has allowed all these non-professionals to come in because it's just, you know, we're selling the agent, even to marketing companies. I'm a reminder media marketing company, right? It's the more agents we can sell to, the better. So everybody's selling to the agent, but we're not setting the standard in the bar high enough. Now, you said you don't really run it as strict as you should because it's not really your style which is hard for me to believe by your performance, but what do you think in the daily routine someone should be doing? Like how much prospecting, how much training, like how do you coach your team members to know what they should be doing in their routine? Okay. Well, that's easy. So it's not, I also don't coach to real estate only because this is uh, other industries, you know, maybe Monday, Friday, you might work some on Saturday, but we're 24 seven. So I coach to whole life because this is not a business that we have office hours and we show up and go home. So because it's around the clock, I think it's important that everybody's morning routine start with um, prayer, gratitude, meditation, something to get there. I mean, get, get their head straight, exercise, healthy diet. Those are all that comes before the work day, mm. because if you don't, tend to your own garden you're you can't grow anything you know like you have to be show up and ready and um that's how i look at it so before the work day begins you tend to yourself and your family god self family all those things in order um from there then it's it's work time so ceo time 30 minutes, plan your day. Make sure you're using a, a calendar. I use a little plug for organized agent. Uh, it's a paper calendar that I transfer to my electronic calendar. So I'm super high tech, but the things that work for me are being organized at midday. I can organize my day in 10 minutes because I've been doing it as a habit for so long. Mm. So appointments are in the afternoon. My morning times are my... Uh, CEO time, my marketing, my business planning, my uh, follow-up. I don't get into email until my plan is set for the day. And then I schedule all appointments, like out, out running around appointments um, from one o'clock on. So if I don't have appointments, you're training. You're not like going shopping or I, I don't know. I don't know what people do, but... <laughs> If you show me someone's calendar, I can I can predict what level of success they're going to have. And I think getting new agents to use a calendar and be intentional about it is probably the hardest new habit for them to absorb. 
Um, that comes before learning how to prospect, what scripts to use, contract knowledge, all of the other things. Um, managing a calendar, probably. Managing your time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because, oh, somebody calls and now you're out showing houses at five, six, seven o'clock at night. You've missed dinner. Your family life is a wreck. Your spouse is angry. Like, we have to coach to all of those things. That's why agents get burnt out and fail because nobody's talking about those things. Mm-hmm. How do you, if you don't know how to time block and you've shown houses, you know, from 4 to 7 p.m. and then you have to write an offer and negotiate, where's the cutoff? And I started at eight o'clock this morning because I didn't know those appointments were coming up. How do you manage that? So time management, I think, is the big thing. Yeah. So. Where are you seeing success with marketing right now? Like where are you kind of focused on, you know, you mentioned prospecting, you mentioned spending time in marketing in the morning there. Like where are you seeing, what are some of the buckets or some of the areas that you're seeing success right now with marketing? Uh, I am super intentional about marketing. Um, (laughs) It's so noisy in the industry. Like it's the social media thing is out of control and it's, it's, (laughs) I think new agents get caught up in that. Everybody thinks they're going to be a TikTok star or or whatever. So um, I think it's helpful that my whole career has not been in real estate. I was in other industries and it would help the business of real estate if realtors would actually act like business people. No other industry thinks that all of their business is coming from one prospecting or one lead source. So let's, talk about what 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 does that look like the buckets are yes social media and content is important but is it driving as many leads as for some influencers yes but for the majority of us how many leads are going to come from your your instagram or your tiktok a couple yay that's great but social media can be used for brand um, assessment uh, for for proof of, of your work. Yes. So if somebody I have met in the industry, they Google me or they look me up, they're going to find me in all the places. But that's not my only place I'm putting my effort to find new business. Um, so sphere and your past clients, 50% or more of your business should be coming from past clients and sphere and referrals from those. Solid. How do you market to those? Well, it depends on who you are and where you are. Like, what works for my sphere in the P I, I like cars and motorcycles. I have a lot of friends that do that kind of stuff. I'm an interesting person that way. So when I go out and people know me that way, my sphere contacts might be at a car show, mm. not necessarily weekly email newsletter, or if I do send my newsletter out, is it speaking to my audience or is it just more blah, 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 Great points. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with your sphere, the point is to increase relationship. It's, if we keep it that simple, how you go about market, the how is less important than the why. Why is I need to be in relationship with people? Do I like to be bombarded with wah, wah, wah? No, not from any industry. But I have really good relationships with people um, because I like them and I want to serve them, not because I want them to do something for me. 
So yeah, it's so good. It's um, I think it's why client events have become like one of the staples for people. And I don't know if even agents realize why it's because you're literally connecting with your relationships, just like a friendship. Like when you do a, whatever it is, you know, the mini golf place you're renting out or the Easter egg hunt for the kids or whatever the event is that you're throwing, you're just giving that ability to actually have a real conversation about life, not around business. And that's what drives the actual relationship, which ultimately will drive the business. Um, and I, there was a guy we uh, interviewed, one person on his team, got a ton of business and brand new agent because he loved fishing and he was part of a fishing group. And the major- I think he did like 26 <laughs> transactions in his like first year and he got the majority from this fishing group. But he, he never talked about real estate. He just went fishing with them all the time. But that's the point. Mm-hmm. I, I think when, I think it's a, a, a self-centeredness that, is kind of normal in sales. Like, I want to sell real estate, so I, you know. How about, hey, Luke, how's your family? What's going on in your world? How can I help you grow with your the new segments of your publications that are yes. out there? How can I serve you? And in turn, the law of reciprocity will kick into action. And at some point, there might be an opportunity for you to refer me. You're going to take it. You know what I do. And taking that that more human approach to things, I think, makes a difference. So your marketing pieces need to speak to that. Again, why I'm a fan of your publications, the American Lifestyle Magazine, is because it's personal and it speaks to people on a human level. It's not talking at them. It's having a conversation with them. Yes. Spot so on. Touch, oh, go ahead. Say, social media should reflect that same tone. Not mm. look at me, look at me, look at me. What, what can I do and how can I help you? Are you highlighting your local businesses that you do this, you know, coffee shops or, you know, are you helping out at your kid's PTA in your school? Don't advertise that to get business. Advertise it to help raise money for the PTA. Yes. You know, like. It's so good. I think people, what happens to people is um, they get into the business and everybody's the same. We all need leads, right? And we're all trying to close deals because that's how we get paid. Um, And it's so you go out there and you promote and promote and promote. Hey, I can help you sell. I can help you buy. Um, And I think if people would just understand, if you just spend all your time with that giving mentality, right? I'm just relationship mentality, but become the king educator. And the reason why I say become the king educator, become the king person of like, hey, I'm giving, 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 giving. And at the same time, the other marketing that I'm doing is education, which is still giving, but Mm -hmm. it builds that trust because what I have found, and I don't know if you've seen this in your career, is that you have a lot of good friends and you want to use them but you also want to make sure, hey, if I'm going to use you as my financial advisor, if I'm going to use you as my insurance agent, I want to make sure you know what you're doing. And that's where if you've spent your time content-wise putting out some educational stuff or testimonials, you've done your part in getting a lot of reviews for your profiles that are out there on the web, that is the trifecta that comes together where I think a lot of people, they mess up because they just market for the lead. So just listed, just sold, market reports, you know, that type of stuff. And those get tuned out after a while. If you just do the relationship side, 
you're mis- you're going to build a bunch of strong friendships, but they might not use you because people want to work with the trusted professional. They, they get nervous that you don't really know what you're doing. So you also got to educate and build the testimonials up to show that you, you have credibility. Have you seen that to play out in your uh, business and your Absolutely. career? Absolutely. So that's back to the skills part. So the, the training and the skills, I don't think I answered fully all the buckets on marketing, so we can circle back to that. But um, the skills part, if why these conversations don't work well for new agents is because they really don't know what they're doing because they haven't put in the time to learn. Our industry needs higher skills in evaluating. Take more classes. From, you have to think like an appraiser. Do you know how to do math? Like it's, And I'm not talking the complex go measure a house type of things, but what type of adjustments need to be made to accurately compare a couple of properties together? Can you articulate the value of a finished basement or uh, an extra bathroom or an upgraded kitchen? Um, how much detraction in value is it for a house that backs up to a power line or a railroad? Like, there are for specifics in the industry that are skill-based that I think agents just want to look at pretty houses. Yes. You know, like, we all see plenty of gray paint the last couple of years. It's not about agreeable gray on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> it's real value. Do you know the schools? Do you know the communities? Yes. Do you know the do you know the commute times? And how many routes are there to the airport? Like that's important. And you know what type of internet service is available in a neighborhood? If someone works from home, are you going to put them in an area where they have to use a, a satellite connection, or is it? Are you looking for neighborhoods that have fiber? You know, like where is the skill, and how are you articulating that skill in all of your marketing? Imagine this, you're driving around town and you see a house that you previously sold with a for sale sign in the yard featuring an agent that isn't you. There's no worse feeling than knowing you missed out on an opportunity for repeat business simply because a former client forgot your name. With Reminder Media's help, you can become unforgettable with your own branded magazine. In fact, 70% of people who receive a personally branded magazine from their agent have done repeat business with them simply because they sent them the magazine. lose another client again because they forgot who you were. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash Forgotten Agent to request your free sample of our branded magazine. That's ReminderMedia.com slash Forgotten Agent. Take action on this today. I want people to miss this because I really do think this is one of the holes that is happening in marketing right now is what you just mentioned of people are putting out like it's like vanilla content that's not educational, nor is it truly relationship driven because people don't care about the gray paint on the wall. So you didn't go and really educate anybody and you didn't really do soft and actually target your content to be motorcycles and you know cars that people are interested in your sphere or fishing or whatever it is. And that's why you're getting nothing. Like you're getting the worst of both worlds. You might as well just go total self-promotion than doing something like that. And and I think that's what's happening on social right now. What's happening across you know the the content that I'm seeing is like, oh guys, you're missing out that like the reason why our magazine works is because it has enough. Uh, general content from travel, art, food, design, enough huge categories that it usually connects with somebody on a hobby they personally have. And so that's why they enjoy the gifting of the magazine. And it's mm-hmm. it's not because 
you're just doing this soft vanilla content. It's like connected with them on something they're interested in or they perceived it as a gift. And then the other side, it's like, hey, if you're going to go educational, do that. The value of the power line, what does it do to the value of your house? Like that is massive because I want to work with the agent that knows that. I want to work mm-hmm. with the agent that knows those specifics, but I don't see that. If I go to people's Instagram feeds, that is not the content I'm seeing. I am seeing very yeah. generic vanilla mm-hmm. content. And it can be boring. If you flood somebody with just market data and statistics to somebody whose personality is not numbers driven, they their eyes will glaze over. So it's a healthy mix. Every facet of our lives should be a healthy mix. So my personal life can't be all work or I will, you know, be miserable. I need a healthy mix of, of entertainment and vacation and travel and balance in, in everything. Our marketing needs to be that way. Our prospecting needs to be that way. And driving new business needs to be that way. So most new agents you start out with, with especially if you're on a team, your leads come from three places. Your sphere, you don't have any past clients. Referrals from your sphere, usually online leads, are whether it's paid leads or however the team leader is providing, that's the that's the benefit of being on the team. Is there some some cushion there? Um, I generate a lot of referrals, so I am going to help a team a team member by providing some leads to them. But I'm also not going to leave them to to stumble and fall on their face. It's we work as co-op, we co-list, we co-buy, we, we do it all together so they have the benefit of my knowledge and experience. That's and great. They can ask questions. They're, they don't have to practice on their clients. That's the main thing. Um, so you have that, and then you, I am a big fan of circle prospecting around my listings. So when I take a listing, I will allow my team agents, not just allow, I encourage and I help. Are you going to cold call? Are you going to door knock? Are you going to uh, run flyers? While I'm using some online techniques to enhance the marketing around my listings, what can you do that is going to have an impact and give you an opportunity? Because new agents don't have money to spend, and a team leader shouldn't be expected to provide 100%. Like, it's not just like, here's a silver platter. So we work together where I do my part as a team leader. The new agent does their part in the in the sweat equity that Tom Ferry calls it check equity or sweat equity. Um, I'm doing some check equity. <laughs> They're doing some sweat equity. And that's, that's the first three places. I also encourage new agents to go out into um, the community and do business networking. Or if they have children within the schools, you know, your kids activities, how are you being present? And in all of those scenarios, don't go bother anybody until you know what to say. Knowing what to say matters. Where, like when I do like a circle prospecting around my listing, what am I, what's kind of the framing of the call or the door knocking what am i leading with or how am i am i using the listing as the reason for my call am i offering a cma like how are you doing it hey luke i i don't know if you're aware but we just your your neighbor's home 
was on the market and actually it's already under contract. It was only on the market for five days. And um, now your neighbor's super happy about the results they're getting. So I was curious, there were so many buyers that missed out because it went under contract so fast. Did you have any interest in possibly moving anytime soon? That's fantastic. (laughs) Hey, rewind that guys and and go do that. (laughs) I mean, and that's just one of many, but if you don't know what to say, look, your neighbor up the street, they, you know, they just sold your house. Um, we closed a week ago. It was well over list price and they had multiple offers, but, and you might say, and eh, eh, whatever you say, doesn't matter. Is it all right with you? If I, if I stay in touch in the future, because you might know somebody else in the neighborhood who might be interested in selling and the process that we use to get those results for your neighbor really makes a difference. Mm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's creating so yeah. much uh, good leverage and then authority too. And in, in that talk yeah. track yeah. Of, yeah. of what you've brought to the table, what's been the, the hardest part of growing the, the business, what's been your worst experience and maybe it's outside <laughs> the business that played in to the business, but what's, what's been your worst um oh so i think with any business oh there's a lot of i wasn't uh, there's so many there's so many things that have been hard um funding it i I think team leaders and brokerage owners need to be conscious of um budgeting as they're scaling so There's a lot of, uh, I think every agent knows like shiny object, shiny object with like new CRM, new marketing tool, new postcards, whatever. Um, It's really easy in the last few years, money was flowing and it's easy to get in the habit of overspending. I think real estate agents need to have more conversations about profitability and running the business. Mm. I think, cause I do a lot of coaching, you know, I, I have coaches and I coach and I think the conversation that is lost in real estate a lot is um, profitability because there's so much money floating around. Like the, what the consumer pays for the sale of their house and sales commissions is a lot of money, but the actual net to that the agent brings home after referral fees, after marketing costs, if, if you have an office, if, all of it, all of the things. Um, I would like to see realtors run their business more like a business and be having these conversations. There's no other industry where that's not talked about. Yeah, like you can you can run dental practices; they talk about it. It's you the most run, important thing, <laughs> right? But isn't it weird that in real estate? that never gets discussed. Yeah. I'm sure you hear, I can't afford it. Well, well, what's your budget? Yeah. Like what is your marketing budget for the year? Yeah. And they don't even yeah. really have one. Like they have never thought about it. They've never, they're just right. spending based upon the feel versus actually a business plan, which is right. crazy. So I think that's the hardest part to learn. And it's the hardest part to, to navigate because before I can write my budget, I need to know where my sales volume is going to be. And I mean, until you're in it, I launched very quickly in my career and I'm very grateful to the people who, who helped me do that. Um, 
But if you've been in it like more than five years, you have some idea of predictability. But you can also get like capped out. Well, I, I do 20 transactions a year and that's great. But is is that all you're capable of? Mm. Like after five years, should you be really capped out there? Would, wouldn't that be the time to say, okay, what's next? And what can I improve? And how can I, maybe I only want to do 20 transactions a year, but how can I bring more value to my clients and make more money at the end of the year and still only do 20 transactions. So yeah, those are the right. conversations that are hard to have. Most people are unprepared to have them and probably most painful. <laughs> so good. Well, Deborah, you are certainly doing something special there in Georgia. Before we close out, uh, let people know how they can connect with you. Yes, Clario Real Estate. It's at my IG, my Facebook, everything is C-L-A-R-E-O Real Estate. And Clario is a word I made up. It is designed based in Latin and it is to shine a light and or to be shining and bright. And I okay. think I challenge every real estate agent or anybody who's in the service or sales industry I challenge them to go out and figure out how they can shine brighter to help more people and impact communities. Mm. That is so cool. Love that mission. Love that idea. Thank you again for being here. And thank you all so much for listening. You can get uh, the links that Deborah mentioned there, as well as all of the show notes for this episode over statepaypodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star review along with a comment, and we will read it here on the show. And the best way to support the show is simply share this episode with someone that you know. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. And of course, you can follow us on social media as well. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Deborah, thank you so much. You did not disappoint. You are truly a rock star. I encourage everybody to go, go follow her, uh, connect with her. You know, she'll probably be kind enough to even answer DMs. Uh, but you have a true rock star in front of you. It's so many golden nuggets. One action item I think all of us can implement right away was you heard Deborah say one of the habits that has changed her business in her life is that she organizes her day based upon her calendar. Right. And I would challenge you have you committed to organizing your day every single day and that you have a calendar that drives what you do? Or are you just like a leaf in the wind, just blowing back and forth by wherever the wind blows? And I'm telling you right now, top producers, they have a calendar. And the difference between mediocre producers and top producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 